Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by Windex. Are your shades dirty from all the beer you spilled on them because you've been celebrating so much by drinking beer at the end of all these 49er games? Well, we've got the solution for you. Buy Windex. Windex is not is no longer used for windows anymore. Now, Windex can be used on your shades, especially when they've got Victory Beer all over them. Find them at a Windex store near you. Now, Raymond, before we begin, why don't you let them know, where can they find us? You can like us on facebook.com slash thegoldcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore goldcast. And you can subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same name, The Goldcast. Like, subscribe, and comment because we like to hear from you, and you'll get notifications on when we go live. This is a busy time of the year for the podcast, so there are multiple episodes that will drop during the week. So if you want to stay on top of that, hit that subscribe button. And Raymond, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis and on Instagram at Ray Solis One. And you can find me on Instagram at Rudy Solis Three and Twitter at Rudy Solis Three R D. All right, as promised, it's Thursday night, the October seventeenth. The Kansas City at Denver game has officially ended. Raymond and I are sitting down. We are about to preview this week's upcoming game. A game. That many of you might be arrogantly thinking we have in the bag, which I think is the worst way to approach this. We're going to talk about that as soon as we get started. But guess what? The greatest fanalist in the game is here. Your professor of fanalism, he's here as well. Classes in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Sousa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Talese I, baby. Boom. Raymond, first of all, let's let's talk real, real quick. Now, the Thursday night game is ended, and easily it has it has only worsened every week. The most electrifying team in the NFL without question is the 49ers. But the most electrifying player in the league without question is, is Patrick Mahomes. He looked really banged up in the last two weeks. And then today was looking pretty decent. And then they use him on a quarterback sneak. And, of course, it looks like it appears as though he has dislocated his knee. Real quick, because we know we're going to hear about this for the next several weeks until he's back. Raymond, what did you think about using him in the quarterback sneak? I'll be honest. Even when I saw the play go down, I thought, wow, man, that was pretty gutsy considering how how injured he's been the last couple of weeks. And then lo and behold, seconds later, they're waving, they're waving the medics over and he officially is hurt. What did you think about that play? Well, I thought, A, I, I thought he would choose that because it was only fourth and inches. And I figured like, I was like, all right, they're, they're, doing a pretty good job of keeping their running backs at the line of scrimmage. So a quarterback sneak would allow, would mitigate the time between the handoff and 
the defenders plugging the gap. So it made it made strategical sense. But I was also wondering, like, hmm, uh, if if it was me, I probably wouldn't do it. I'd take the risk of running my back in there. But Pat, I mean, Andy Reid, you know, felt confident in running the play. I mean, I don't see a whole lot of quarterback sneaks where the quarterback gets hurt. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo did that last week. Nothing happened. Tom Brady did it twice in one game that nothing happened to him. There's been a, several others that have taken place this year where that has not happened. So it was it was a low risk. But at the same time, Mahomes, you know, and, and Mahomes issue has been with his left ankle, not his right leg. Not but his right. Of, That's important to emphasize. I agree. But, but of course, um, lo and behold, you know, a defender lands on him. His knee lands on his knee and dislocates the kneecap. And and then he's hurt. And really kind of puts me in a fantasy bind but that's another podcast for another day and so <laughs> it was unfortunate I, I i thought perhaps andy reed would be like i i think regretful or at least he would make a comment about maybe i shouldn't have done that but he didn't do that at all he said hey mahomes told me he's going to be I, he said mahomes is going to be fine before he went into the locker room and then when he was on the sideline he said mahomes came up to him and said coach i'm going to be fine and they're going to, of course, do an MRI to see if there's any ligament damage. But either way, I thought, you know, kind of a risky play because he's kind of fragile right now. Uh, more more so with the ankle than anything else. There's no other part of his body that's hurting. His elbows aren't hurting. His, his hands are fine. His thumbs are fine. His shoulders are fine. His ribs are fine. His right leg was fine. But now, you know, now he's not fine. And I mean, the timing of it is ideal because I think they have a buy next week, do they not? I think they have a buy. So if it, if there is more damage and he does need time, then he's going to get some extra time. Well, actually, no, I take it back. They uh, their buy isn't until week eleven or week twelve. So after this, now they have to they go back home and then they play Green Bay, which isn't going to get any easier. But if the knee needs time, because dislocations typically don't require a whole lot of time off. But if there is any ligament damage, then he's going to have to sit longer. So we're just going to have to wait till the MRI. Either way, you know, an unfortunate kind of a freak injury. I think Reed knows that just because, and, and I, I know that just from, like, I don't have any stats in front of me. I just know that I don't see quarterbacks getting injured on that particular play. I see them getting injured on sacks or if they decide to take off and run. That's when quarterback I see quarterbacks get injured, not particularly on the quarterback sneak, even though they're kind of, you know, putting themselves underneath or at least, you know, in the potential of being underneath 300 pound players. So, yeah, totally. So it's, it sucks. It sucks. You don't like to see people go down, especially Mahomes, because Mahomes is such a dynamic player and he's really fun to watch. And I got no issues with him as a player. Like, yeah, I, I think he's a good guy. So. It's unfortunate that we won't get to watch them. It's unfortunate that my team, my fantasy team might suffer from that. But overall, you know, I think it it was it was an OK dice roll. I just don't know if I would have done it. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was thinking right before the play. Either way, this is not the red and yellow cast. This is the gold cast. And you guys are here to hear our preview. Washington professional football team. The 49ers will be going over there to play them. Here we go. Now, Raymond, I'm going to start first by saying this has 
all the makings of a trap game. Now, if it was any other coach, any other team, I would be more nervous. But I'm going to say this. This does have the makings of a trap game. This has the makings of a game where the 49ers come in a little too cocky. West Coast team traveling east. They think that this is going to be a cakewalk. They think that this is the kind of game that they're not going to have to get up and have the same level of preparation. And for me, this is the makings of that trap game that we almost experienced against Pittsburgh at home in week three. Now, I feel like this is a smart enough team, a smart enough coaching regime that is going to do their best to not allow them. And Forgive me, someone on the on the Goldcast YouTube comments is probably going to know the exact story. From what I, as I understood it, as I was reading and hearing throughout the week, Shanahan had either compiled a list, uh, like uh, a clips of all the bad plays they had last week or of the entire season and showed the 49ers simply to remind them to stay humble, stay hungry, and a reminder that, hey, this this team may not have a great record, but that doesn't matter any given Sunday. And so even though I'm very confident, I believe that the 49ers will win, this just has the makings. This is the type of game where a team like the 49ers in their position can get got really quickly. And so I feel like the main thing that the 49ers have to do is really stay out of their own way and stay just as focused and as sharp for this game as they would for any other game. They have to treat this game as if they were playing the Rams again. What are your thoughts? Uh, it's on similar lines. I mean, it it is it it could it could very well be a trap game. I mean, people will look at this as a trap game, but whether it'll blow up in the Niners' face remains to be seen. I think because of his history there, I think there is a little bit. I mean, I know he doesn't want to admit it, but perhaps behind the scenes, maybe subconsciously or or consciously that and and he's just not sharing it. You know, perhaps there is a little bit of extra pep in his step in terms of wanting to beat this team and just kind of stick it to Schneider. We know Schneider's an asshole. Who's pep? You mean Kyle Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, we know that Schneider is you know, the worst owner in the league and is a major asshole and is the main reason why this franchise hasn't been able to get back on track for some time now. Since, I think, since the playoff year that, I don't know if Jay Gruden's ever taken him to the playoffs, but uh, I know Mike Shanahan did with RG3. And so, you know, but despite all that, I know that this team, you know, this team is struggling for, for all of that. And, I just feel like Shanahan, based on what he said and based on what players have said, that nobody's really giving any indication that that they're going to fall for the trap, you know, the so-called trap. I think the only people that are overly optimistic right now that are overconfident are fans and even some pundits. And, hey, Steve Young, Steve Young was on KMBR and he said this game's a lock. He literally used that word lock. He if there's anyone who's. overconfident right now it's steve young but i mean we have a lot of evidence to believe to be confident in the niners chances of this game this is a bottom bottom tier team statistically on offense and defense i know they have ap i know they have vernon davis although vernon davis is not 100 percent right now but you know he's uh this team could still catch us off guard. You know, we, we still have guys that 
We're limited in practice, of course. We're still missing our two tackles. Debo Samuel's now nursing a groin injury in addition to Kittle, who was limited in practice today. Debo D4 Samuel didn't, didn't even practice today. D4, it's a quadricep. Yeah, so it looks like a different injury from the other one. So probably just being cautious with him. Kawan Williams has got something wrong with his hand. He was limited in practice today. We'll see how tomorrow shapes up. If all these, if those three guys are a full go tomorrow, then you got to feel pretty good about their chances on Sunday. On the other side, you know, a lot of guys didn't practice today for for Washington too. You have to to Shazer Everett, who's a safety. He's battling an ankle. You have linebacker Josh Harvey Clemens battling a hamstring. You have guard Wes Martin, something wrong with his chest. You have cornerback Josh Norman. That's a big one. He's dealing with a thigh and a hand, and he's their best corner. And, you know, one of the better corners for the past decade. And then running back Chris Thompson is dealing with toe. And then Vernon Davis would, um, was limited. He, I guess he did participate, but it was limited practice. And he's in, in from a concussion last week. And Adrian Peterson and Case Keeman were full participants today. So I expect them to be ready for Sunday. Adrian Peterson's just a – he's like Frank Gore. He just like – you know, he's – they're vampires. They just won't die no matter what. <laughs> so <laughs> – so Adrian Peterson, you know, he's going to go. But again, this is offensively, they're 30th in the league in points scored. They're 28th in the league in total yards. They're 26th in the league in passing yards per game. This is offensive. They're 25th in the league in rushing yards. Defensively, it's more or less the same. Points allowed, they're 28th in the league. Total yards, they're 25th in the league. Passing yards, they're 20th. Rushing yards, they're 28th. This team has a lot of holes all over the place. And so this game to me, while it also has the possibility of a trap game, just because now we've built momentum and we're undefeated at the same time, if I look at the track record of all the subpar teams that we've played so far, the Niners have dominated outside of, you know, a turnover happy game in Pittsburgh. So I'm not too, too worried about this game. And I don't think a lot of people should be. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to have this this team ready. Every week they talk very humbly and professionally and respectfully about every opponent, regardless of, you know, their ranking and, and their record. So the same thing applies this week. But I think this is going to be, you know, this should more or less be a blowout. This should be something similar to the Browns game or the Tampa Bay game. I expect you know, the Niners to kind of stay on task, even though it's a West Coast trip. I I just think, I just don't think Kajana is going to lose to a Dan Schneider team. You know what, that's that's definitely the other big storyline, right, is the opportunity for Kajana to finally get revenge. The last two times these teams played was on, it was also in October. It was uh, Brian Hoyer was our quarterback then. Yeah, uh, well, CJ Bet. C.J. Well, Beathard was our quarterback, actually. He was, but he got – Brian Hoyer started the game and then played so poorly he got benched and C.J. went in there that's and finished right. up the game. That's right. Excellent memory. Excellent memory. Yeah, the, that game ended almost – actually, it was a week uh, – two years ago, two days ago, October 15, 2017, another tight one, one of the classic – one of the classic Kyle Shanahan losses, 26-24 in favor of Washington. So this is his opportunity to really get the revenge that 
he deserves. And I think that's probably the, that I probably buried the lead there a little bit with not opening with that. The trap game, the classic NFL trap game is definitely in play, but this more than anything is an opportunity for Kyle to really go in and stick it to Washington. And I, I for one, am excited. I still, again, I think this is a game we're going to win. I think it's a game we're going to win very easily. Vegas has us at nine and a half favorites. I think that's there for a reason. I think that's a realistic spread. But I just needed to give that counterpoint to go, hey, you know what? Not even to the players, but to Gold Cast Nation 49er faithful. Everybody stay humble, okay? Celebrate the victories, but we got to fan up. We got to gear up. We got we to gotta treat every single game like it is that that like it like it's the New England Patriots like it's the Chiefs like it's the Rams like it's the Saints it's insert any great team that's playing this season right now we have to treat every single opponent as the most dangerous opponent in front of us because they are the most dangerous opponent in front of us because they're the only team that's capable of beating us that week and that who's that is who Washington is and I think we need to just make sure that we're focused, humble, and ready. And I do think this team is. I really do. I think this regime, this coaching regime, they really they they have that ability and that they and to keep this team focused on this game. And overall, I am extremely confident. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I uh, I, I you, what do you, you what do you think the score is going to be? <sighs> Gun to your head. Honestly. Because apparently that's how people make bets these days. You got to put a gun to your head. head. We, you, you, the only way you can make a proper bet is someone has to put an actual pistol to your temple and threaten your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then and then the numbers magically appear in your head. And then the magically, uh, twenty six twelve. Twenty six twelve. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. You think they're wow? You? They're going to put up twelve points, so they'll put up more points than the Browns. You say? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I say gut, well, you didn't put a gun in my head so I'm not going to tell you if that's the truth or not <laughs> darn it I missed out the, the, the opportunity is passed now I must wait. wait until after Sunday yeah, uh, yeah. The, next, the next gun gun temple opportunity is not, has not arrived I'm going to I think 28-6 that's what I say I say two field goals okay Okay, fair. I mean, math, mathematically, that could also be a touchdown minus an extra point, but I don't, I don't see that happening. I see, I see six, I see six points in the form of two field goals. Okay, I think they so, just got so- two holes. I don't trust Case Keenum. Adrian Peterson is, while he's still ageless, he is not the same Adrian Peterson. So, and I know they're going to run. They're going to if if Chris, um, if uh, Chris Thompson is available, then, you know, they will tandem them both. And so that is that, you know, I expect Washington to be competitive. Teams like this are typically competitive and you can compare this to even our own, you know, our own team when, when they were this bad, you know, we've got about one to one and a half, two quarters on a good day to compete with any team in the NFL, especially the best teams. And so to me, Washington has enough moxie to compete for a quarter. If this happens to be one of their A effort games, then expect, you know, another half or another whole quarter for them to compete with us before the game really kind of gets away from them. 
and becomes a blowout. Here's a question for you. Does Vernon Davis, as he's after, after he catches the ball and is running down the sideline to gain some yardage, does he jump over a defender and does that 49 defender grab his balls? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that play? Corner for, for, niner for life as, as he jumps <laughs> over and grabs his <laughs> Do you remember that play? Remember when someone grabbed him in the nuts? That was the worst. That looked horrible. Oh, my God. It did. It looked so bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so. So is that our is that our final goodbye? We're like, hey, Vernon, one for the team. <laughs> oh man, that's the worst. Uh, and, and it's a helmet. Helmet to balls. He <laughs> doesn't have enough leap, so it's helmet to balls. Ah, oh, it becomes oh, inc- an incidental contact because he jumped. Therefore, there's no flag thrown. A clean play. <laughs> oh man, I was not expecting this conversation to go in this direction. I think he'll he'll be there. I mean, he's he's. I mean, if if he's if he participated in practice today, despite having a concussion last week, then chances are he's most likely going to play. I think he wants to play. Whether that amounts to anything is, you know, remains to be seen. I haven't been watching Washington, so I don't know what the relationship is between him and Case Keenum thus far. I imagine, you know, he's he's pretty limited these days, even though he still has a lot of speed. You know, he's still a freak athlete and, you know, and he's still in tremendous shape and he, this guy can still, you know, play. I always felt he was underutilized. He could have been so, he could have had so many more years than just the 2013 year. I totally agree. I was, I was always very perplexed at what exactly was going on with that offense. And, you know, if it was something behind the scenes, if there was attitude issues, I'm not really sure, but you know, it, it sometimes just based on the lack of, of usage Vernon Davis got in in our offense. I always wondered if perhaps there was he had politically done something to get himself in trouble because yeah, he was in tremendous shape and you know I think the said, early years were just just bad teams, bad systems, you know, bad bad playbooks that that didn't really recognize his skill set and take advantage of it. Harbaugh, I still think he was underutilized even in Harbaugh, although he was most utilized in the Harbaugh era, but I think because that team was so run run heavy that they they saw more value in his blocking skills which were still really good but they saw more value in his blocking skills than his receiving skills and his and his yak skills i've said this a couple times in the past my favorite vernon davis play of all time of all time my number one favorite is when the catch three no surprisingly not the catch three although that's a good one that was a good one. No. My favorite Vernon Davis play is when he caught the touchdown in the NFC Championship against the New York Giants and he jumped onto the box where the cameraman was and folded his arms right next to the cameraman and he got a flag for uh like unsportsmanlike conduct. Do you remember that play? Yeah, taunting. Yeah. Yeah, taunting. That was the best. That's my favorite. That is my over the over the catch 3. TO moment. He had a TO moment there. Yeah, it was great. He ju- and when he jumped up and he crossed his arms and the crowd went crazy and they threw the flag at him, I remember at that exact moment, I remember thinking, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's all he thought right then. I was like, this is happening. And then Kyle Williams destroyed everything. Um, and that, was, that was actually that was a nice little eulogy for, for Vernon Davis. Uh, props to Vernon Davis. It will be nice to see Vernon Davis on Sunday, albeit in – not in 49er colors. Colors that look similar to ours. Not as good. Not, not as good. good. And, you know, Vernon Davis, 
you know, say what you want. There was a time when he was at Cha Cha Cha's in San Francisco, uh, which is a Cuban, I think it's a Cuban restaurant. And I wasn't there, but he was in the restaurant and fans were asking for his attention or autograph or saying hi. And he was very dismissive. And Derek Pollard happened to be in the restaurant at the same time. This was Derek Pollard was a, a Super Bowl uh, player with the 49ers. Let me see if I can. I forget what position he played. I want to say cornerback. Daryl Daryl Pollard. Um, yeah, he was a cornerback. I think. Oh no, no, that's uh, yes. And he won the Super Bowl with us. I think uh, in '88, '89. He so he won the back to back with us that year, and so he was in the in the restaurant. And he goes over, he saw what happens. He goes over to Vernon Davis and he says, hey, man, you know, I don't know. The story was, you know, paraphrased to me. So now I'm taking the paraphrase and paraphrasing that. Essentially, what Pollard said to Vernon Davis was like, hey, he happened to have his Super Bowl ring on him. And he said, hey, you need to show respect to these fans because these fans pay your salary. And eventually, if, if you know, when... When the stars align right, you get one of these and shows him the ring. And then Vernon Davis gets up and then shakes everyone's hand in Cha-Cha-Cha's in San Francisco between 19th and 20th Street and on Mission. That's a great story. I've never heard that story. Really? No. Oh, yeah. That's, that's an awesome one. That's, I love that. I love that story. Uh, I, I'll give you a similar story. One time I was in Cha-Cha-Cha's with several friends, uh, one, one of my uh, my one of my closest friends and ex ex fellow professional breakdancer Michael Schools. We were there with a bunch of friends eating at Cha Cha Cha's, and this is a real story too. It's gonna sound fake, but it really happened. We we remember we were there's about six of us. We were done eating our food, and we were waiting for our check. And we were kind of looking around, and you know, you're kind of you're kind of looking around, and you're waiting to make eye contact with your service, and kind of give them the eye, like, "Hey, I think we're ready to go." And the server walked off the floor, and then we sit and we're like, "Okay, maybe she's going to get the check." We hadn't really made eye contact with her, and we're looking around, and then we notice that nobody, there is no servers on the floor, and they're gone for like a good. 20 minutes That's so we uh, long for every it was server really every available long. server was gone was it like a full that restaurant's packed quite okay okay now here's okay here's what happened I, was, I forgot about this part of the story here's what happened a server comes up to us and we ask if they can get the check for us they say sure they go back and it's over 20 minutes no one's on the floor and so just, uh so uh we got up and walked out <laughs> That's, <laughs> And then Daryl uh, Pollard was out there waiting for it. He showed you the Super Bowl <laughs> ring. That, that's that's fans. That's fans. Yeah, he, he he said he said, listen, listen, Rudy. One day these people in Cha Cha Cha's are going to listen to your podcast, and that podcast might pay your salary. And if you're real cool on your podcast, maybe the 49ers get one of these. So you go back in there and you pay that bill. <laughs> yeah, you pay that. Bill. So then I went back in there. I shook everyone's hand and I paid the bill. That's that's the official story. <laughs> all right all right so that's exactly how that went down that's the exact story daryl pollard always in san francisco at the right time this is all the same night 
yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the same night. Yeah, Daryl Pollard always, always there at the right time. It was a, it was quite an evening at Cha Cha Cha's. The, the, well, we never figured out what was going on back there in the kitchen. I have no idea why they were gone for so long, but I do remember Daryl Pollard coming out and opening the door, going back towards the kitchen. He goes, and just remember, if you guys keep it together, you get one of these. And then he walked out of the kitchen. We're not really sure what was going on back there. Always flashing the ring and telling people what to do. and But it's always for the better. Anyways, the moral to the story, boys and girls, is don't die in a ditch. Unless you're like in your real early 20s and you're an immature little jerk and and cha-cha-cha servers are gone for over 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. It, was really, it wasn't like a little short time. I'm not exaggerating. It was like 20 to 25 minutes. There was no one on the floor. It was really strange. I know that crew during that era because I was hanging out there during around that in and around that time too and that crew that crew was a bit wild none of them are there now i think maybe only actually no none of them are there now um they're all in different places now or they moved on or moved out of the city or whatever but that particular crew was tight but tight to to a fault <laughs> a little too tight <laughs> yes but yeah so so, you- so going forward you say 26 12 i say 28 6 yes and I was going to say, you know that this is uh, a not a major competitor we're super worried about when 50% of this podcast was actually built around Vernon Davis, who no longer plays for us, and then stories of cha-cha-chas and the incredible interventions of Daryl Pollard. Yes. <laughs> that, that gives you everything you need to know about this game. Now, look at it. I said, I said for us to stay humble, and now by the end, I'm the cocky jerk. What a, what a, what a turn of events. So, hey, heavy is the crown. Heavy is the crown. crown. When in Rome. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that applies. And the crown is on. (laughs) Continue on. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, just a little uh, anchorman humor there. That's right. So what say you, 49er faithful? uh, What do you think? Do we stay humble? What is the final score? And I do we stay humble? You guys, yeah, yeah. Don't, to... don't tell us who's going to win because we all know who's going to win. But be specific. Tell us what the actual score is going to be. Yeah. What is the final score going to be? We we, we assume for the most part you believe the 49ers. Yeah. Whoever win. whoever gets closest gets like a nice honorable shout out at the next. There we go. At the post game. The post game cast. That's right. We will be back early next week. And guess what, folks. Next week, Candlestick Will is back on. We will be discussing the start of the NBA. I'll be honest. I'm very excited because they're back in San Francisco. But I'm also so knee-deep in football, Raymond. I I wish the NBA could come back in like two months. Yeah, yeah. Just I was like, wait, wait till like uh, March. Come back in March. (laughs) If the NBA starts in March, that'd be perfect. And then it ends in August. (laughs) <laughs> great great basketball season that was perfect i love i loved every minute of it but yeah um you know uh basketball is going to be interesting this season but uh you know back to football i i am excited did you see that hat that i ordered i ordered I a new I also, ordered a new niners hat that i'm very also excited that about cop- that, that is a very good hat. That Kyle Shanahan hat that he wore on monday night football the 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 that's the what Scarlet- i was looking for that's I found good. it. You found I it. I found oh, it. The sideline. Not only did I, yeah, I found it on NFLShop.com because I, I, I just, you know what I did? I ended up going into the 
Twitter into 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 Twitter and just searching for that cap, like searching anyone who was talking uh, about the cap. And I found somebody who had a link to it, and guess what? It sold freaking out. Of course. Of course it is. Yeah. So you guys, I don't know if you guys noticed, but last week Kyle Shannon had the red 49ers hat, trucker style, so the back was all netted and snapback. But then he had the Niners emblem. The hat was completely red, and the Niner emblem was black, but in the shape of like a flag, like 49ers. It's very flag little. It's a little. It's like it a little thumbnail. Yeah, it was, but it was great. It was a dope hat, and I was like, "Oh, it, not only is it a trucker snapback, but it, it's got a great emblem. It's all red. That's perfect." And then, you know, but I went on, I went on the 49ers app looking for the hat, and that's where I found the hat that I ended up deciding to buy. But I still want that red one too. I do. So just so you guys know, when I find it, I when it's when it's back being sold, I'm gonna put a link in the description of but that But not now episode. because we don't want you guys to buy it and have it be sold out again. We want to get. Uh, a couple of pairs. We want to get a pair first. Then we'll share it with yeah, you. Yeah, we want to get ours <laughs> first and then you get yours second. That's how that works. <laughs> yeah. All right. So concludes a very arrogant edition of the Goldcast. Uh, we are the Voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III. And with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salise the first, baby. Boom! We'll be back next week with a recap of Washington and, of course, as we mentioned earlier, a preview of the Warriors' first game of the year, which will be one week from today. Go 49ers. Go Dubs. Go Goldcast Nation. We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time. Same Goldcast channel. This is is the Goldcast.